gets a little extra Lambo. We are here live at the Palatial Podcasting Studios here on the South Hill, Spokane, Washington. Yeah! What a great show we have for you today. I was uh, very fortunate to have a good friend of mine um, come into town. He is uh, here for a little softball action, was able to play in Kent area this weekend, and now in Othello for Chicano State this coming weekend. And he hails from Arkansas, and already... You people that know him know exactly who I'm talking about. Um, Sunshine has been uh, in my life for five years, four years, uh, some, some, something like that. And we've had some interesting conversations, and we've had some uh, heartfelt stories, lots of hugs. Um, and I was able to get to know him on a different level than most other people have. And I, we had our podcast today and then we talked after and it was, it was something that I said that I didn't really know. I didn't really know him like everybody else does. Um, and we're and he's going to explain what I'm talking about in the podcast. Um, Jake Innes is my guest today. Sunshine, as most everybody knows him. Um, most everybody knows me as Lambo, but I do have a real name, so does he. And uh, and Jake is one of the coolest dudes, the realest dude that I know. Um, he, he's come a long way in life, and you are absolutely going to be enthralled, amazed, um I don't know what other adjectives that can I use, uh, enlightened, but most of all, um, this podcast is going to make you see him in a different light, but it's going to make you see addicts in a different light. Um, mental illness, mental illness is a, is a, is God, it is so bad, especially what we've been going through the last couple years, alcohol addiction, drug abuse, all of it leads into making bad choices and chaos lives inside of us and it's how we can it's how we're you know able to control it but when alcohol when the drugs when whatever else we put into our bodies starts affecting the chaos that's when we lose ourselves this is a story about a guy who lost himself and didn't take it seriously that he was lost and then found a path and this we didn't talk about the past we talked about day one we talked about that that moment where he said I'm going to change my life and we talked about that forward we did dabble into the the past and how we got to that point but I didn't want to dwell in it I didn't want to swim in those waters because that is not who he is now. That's not who he's been for the last three and a half years. You are going to love this podcast. Um, like, share, subscribe. 
hit that follow button for me. Remember, we're getting up to 500 listeners. Um, help me out with that. We have not reached that 500 uh, follower mark yet. We're close, but I need you to hit that follow button, hit that subscribe button, whatever platform it is you work, you're listening to, and uh, help me reach my goal. I cannot wait to uh, to have that excitement for hitting that 500 mark. So that is my goal. We uh, we are close. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna let this podcast play out again. Um, if somebody's in need. If somebody needs help, if somebody needs an ear, somebody needs pointed in the right direction, help them. Help them in any way that you can because that they're, they're needing the help. They're not going to be able to come out and ask you for it. We talk about that too. Pride. Pride is the most dangerous thing that we have. And asking for help is the toughest thing that a human can do. Because we want to do it all ourselves and we can't. Good Lord above will guide us. And point us in the right direction, put people in our lives that we need, and just be there for them, help them, and uh, and and just you know point them in the right direction. Anyway, this is a little extra Lambo. We are uh, proud. We I am proud to bring to you my friend Sunshine, Jake Innes. was supposed to be um it it was hot cast one so it was just supposed to be for our league i was just messing around it was covid nothing else going on Uh and and so i was just messing just wanted to do something for our league promote the teams promote the league stuff like that so that's where the name originally came from and then albert came over and then we just started kind of putting things together and then had different guests on and then it's kind of grown from just talking about the teams in our league to where we're at now. So um, you're going to be on a little extra Lambo. You're on my second podcast. So that's what you're going to be. So So that's why I'm saying you had two. Okay. I actually have three. Okay. I've got the one pack, two pack baseball card podcast with my son. Right. So we open up. Oh yeah. No, no. Was that on Facebook? Um, I don't know if I promote these on Facebook or not. I might, I might, but we, we open up an old pack and then a new pack, and then just tell them what's in the packs, and then thanks for listening. Talk about it or anything. Yeah. Well, if the if the old pack has some good names, yeah, you know, or Are else you able to share with him about that. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh, that's awesome. So I've got a whole binder going of good cards. So like, there's some Griffey's in there, Nolan Ryan's in there. I've purchased some Chuck Noblock, all that shit. I oh no, Chuck Noblock's in there actually. I yeah, I have a holographic Chuck Noblock card. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. I used to collect them back in the day. Okay. I used to go to shows in Arkansas. Awesome. Them, dude. Awesome. We had the we didn't have any of that stuff growing up, but we had the um we had the can't think of what it is. It's the coin money. shop. So they always do the coins, the cards, the gotcha. collectors so, pieces. I think that's where I started out too cuz I had I mean I had the Babe Ruth ones, but they were like the not the expensive ones, you know what I'm saying? Like the okay. ones you could trade for. I think one of them I bought $150 or something back oh. in the day. It was like my big first big one I spent my own money on. Oh, okay. That was a big one. Yeah, and then my uh, dad divorced a lady, and she fucking stole all of them. Oh, shit. With all my other shit. Okay, what do I need to do? What am I setting up? Um, just put the mic in front of you. you if you want to wear the headphones, you can. What's the headphones do? Um, just hears your voice. It's more for me, so that way I can hear. Hang on, 
adjust it. What's going on and adjust, but just move the mic in front of you. and So I don't need it. Mm -mm. You can. It sounds a whole lot different. Oh, wow. That's yeah. cool. Though. So it just allows me to adjust if need be. So this just bends right to you. Oh, I love it. And we're good to go. <laughs> That's dope, bro. Okay, so what? So what? How do, how are we doing this? So uh, we're just talking. We're what talking like we're gonna go to the bar and sit around, or we're at the campfire, and we're just gonna talk. I love it. I love so it. That's what we're gonna do. I'm glad I'm here. So I appreciate you coming, bro. It, we get fitting a break, me in, bro. We get to break bread together. How was this weekend? It was good. It was good. Uh, flew in Thursday night. You know, I was told Pat Pascal told me, "Hey, it's gonna be hot all weekend," and then show up. It's 55 fuck degrees. I didn't bring any cold gear. You know, okay. my southern, you mm -hmm. know, I'm a lot of cuss, right? Yeah, okay, yeah. You know, yeah, my yeah. southern ass. Here, I get up here, and, man, I was teeth clattering. It's cool. Good deal. Jerry, you got to bring me some cold, some clothes. Yeah, yeah. hey, bud, Al, bring a hoodie. I ended up yeah. wearing Al's hoodie okay. over the weekend for a little bit until I started moving around got warm, but it was good. Friday, I went and hit. A few guys picked up an axe bat. So when they first came out, right, I never jumped on it. Nope, you know, because I didn't either. like them. I didn't like them. I hurt. I mean, I swung one and was like, you know, this is not for me. Picked one up, and this young young cat, he's going to be a real good, real good ball player, JR or something. He was hitting with Breer and this other other gentleman that's going to be good as well. And I borrowed it, picked it up, 26, 220, never put it down. I was like, bro, I'll give you, you know, how much did you pay for it? Whatever. I'll give you 100 bucks. Let me have it. Swung it all weekend. Okay. On fire. Just gas. Love it. So Friday, you know, hit – Bam, bam, we wake up early, we play. It was good. Did good, hit well, made maybe two outs all day Friday. Defense, outstanding, as humble as you can say. You know what I'm saying? Was knocking down real good balls. And Saturday, I came out struggled. Mm. First game, Arsenal, 0 for 3. Then second game, I think we played um, We played all my buddies <clears throat> that I used to play clean sober with. Um, and we, we didn't shit the bed, we just got slow. And when you get slow and you don't score, you don't win. No. And that's what happens. Because no. so, you'll put up three, they'll put up seven, eight, nine, ten. Yep. You'll put up four, they put up seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah. And that's, you don't, once it, you get that win. far behind, you don't win. win. No. And, and we won that game, but it wasn't it wasn't consistent. So we, we had a good inning. We sent them home. And then we played the lawn darts, which we, you know, played Saturday morning our first game and smashed them. Did good. Fucking everybody hit. and no, We never hit like that the rest of the weekend, and that's why we ended up where we are at. Okay. So... I mean, we did good. Every Al got in there, pitched, pitched his ass off. Everybody played hard. Just didn't hit as a team very well. And did you see me get on the pitching mound, bro? Mm -mm. Bro, look on Facebook, dude. I, yeah, yeah. Albert's? I got on there. Yeah, no, I got on, on there. On yours? Okay. Yeah, Al was just getting beat up. I mean, it's a long weekend. We're on the last game. And it just, it, you know, I came in there. You got to change it up a little bit. Yeah. So here I come. Look at that's sunshine on the mound, bro. Nice. Yeah, throwing dice, I, I bro. I think you pitched, I think, maybe in League One night. Well, League messing around. Yeah, yeah League yeah. messing around. Yeah. That's the last I'm time like, I saw man. you. Yeah, and then I put on the helmet and the guards and did it. So okay. So it was fun. Okay. I mean, why not? I don't, I've never, I've pitched men's here, men's ASA. Yeah. I've never pitched men's U-Trip. Yeah. I mean, it's fun. I like it flat. But I'm I'm one of those, I'm a good BP pitcher because I can just, you know, just hit your strikes, hit your cookies, and that's it. And, you know, I got a good knuckleball. But when I'm in the... You know, pitching, I can't look at you and be like, hey, I'm trying to get you to hit here and blah, 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 because I'm a five man, so I want you to hit it to me anyways. Yep. I'm a ball hog. Yep. So, yep. Flat and outside. Whatever. You'll you get know, it. I'm just, 
just doing it. But other than that, dude, it's fine. And then, uh, you know, flew, we flew back. My mama came up to see me. So that was good. I get to see her. Um, she watched me play and, uh, bro, it was a blessing, dude. I just, I missed everybody up here and a lot of people didn't even recognize me cause I cut my hair. Okay. So now my shit, my shit's all short and yeah. stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, which was good seeing good faces. Good. Um, especially like a lot of the sober guys. Cause I was out in Colorado. I don't know if you follow wh- what I do and mm-hmm. stuff. So I was out there playing clean and sober nationals with uh, Fred Weedman. I don't know if you ever yep. met him. He's that I know a Fred. fucking drop dead, one of the best humans there is, bro. He broke bread, stayed there all weekend. Me, Cam Pollock, Kyle Hart, and bro, uh, you know if you know Jamie, yep. bro, bro. Yep. And we all, do just had a fucking blast. Okay. Because awesome. Colorado, bro. Where at in Colorado? Uh, Aurora. In Aurora. Yep. Okay. Yep. Played with a co-ed team, Never Alone, and then we played with his uh, men's team that he got together. So he got a bunch of... Bunch of rowdy cats from everywhere, just grinding, bro. You know, struggling, but it okay. changed your life and just, dude, it, it was great, man. How? Dude. What is it? What is it like? What is it like being not sober? I guess being being a drunk or an alcoholic, doing drugs and playing softball like that, and then seeing those same faces in a clean and sober tournament. What is that feeling like? And is it is it like a can you guys just look at each other and go, we've accomplished something. We've climbed a mountain together. We know each other's struggles. Yeah. And and so, like, a lot of the people up north, I I didn't get a play with fucked up when I was out getting loaded and drinking and drugging. But on the other hand, though, is it's the same thing for everybody. You know, like, some people have just done it further, done it more, you know, or, or if, you know, shot more up in your arm, you know, and people know that. So playing with them... And looking at them being like, yo, you're fucked up in the head like I was, but we've had a big drastic change that we have taken and changed our lives, and then that's what's real, you know? Because now these people, bro, it's like like you go play in a tournament, it's cool, you know, conference, whatever, we'll just say conference right now. Like you go up to a conference tournament, you got, you're playing against people that you know our names are on the bats, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody knows their job. It's a political deal, fun to play, you know, you know, and – but the but the end of the day, when they're done with that tournament, they go to a gas station. The people in the gas station don't know who that cat is. You know what I'm saying? Perspective. Yes. These people, you know, and I don't mean these people in any kind of way. You know what I'm saying? These people that like me, that have to do something every day to keep staying in the path that I am, are are so real and. They don't, you know, I don't know what the word is, but, like, you know, you know it's fake and not, you know. You can you can tell, bro. Like, if you, you get locked up or something, you know somebody's bullshit and trying to fit in, you know. You know, you can you can chop it up with them and you know. And these people are just so real because they've been through what you've been through and they're changing your life. When I left Aurora, Colorado this weekend, I drove from Arkansas. So I drove from Bentonville, Arkansas. It was like 10 and a half, 10.45, you know, drive. I... You know, I was thinking about playing the whole time going up there. We played and met these, met these good dudes. Uh, you know, I met a guy out of Chicago, bro, that I still talk to right now every day. And, like, he's gotten me back on the steps and stuff. And, you know, I, I kind of strayed away from some stuff, but it, whatever. He's got me back onto it, and I couldn't be more thankful for him, Daniel Flanagan. And, uh, but when I was leaving that tournament, I wasn't thinking, hey, Friday, I wish I wouldn't have hit into that double play trying to burn a five, six hole, you know, or Sunday morning, the second game, I wish I wouldn't have muffed that ball at shortstop. You know what I was thinking about was them like 
Ricky, who I met that had a month clean and sober, who's trying to change his life, who's in a freaking bad spot right now, but he's out here trying. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yep. That right there was all I was thinking about. It was like all these good dudes, like in their story. And that right there, like, made a big impact when I got home because I was really thinking about it in bed that night. I was like, man, these, these guys, bro, you know, they're still alive. You know, that shit's so real. It's, it's, it's crazy. And all these people that can just go out and drink, you know, props to them. You know, I can't do it, but playing with these guys, it's, I get another, I get in like another, like a rush with it just cause like, you, you know where they're coming from, mm-hmm. you know, you know, they're fucked up like you. And well, that healed. was like Albert. I mean, exactly, Albert was, bro. Albert wasn't just a one beer or two beer. Yeah. Hey, we're going to go. And we had a Christmas party. My whole, our old Hawks baseball team. We went, we had one or two beers, had some appetizers, said Merry Christmas, or end of the season, can't remember which one. Albert's like, I'm going to have one more. All right, I'll stay with you. I'll have one more. And I'm like, man, I'm getting tired. I'm going to go. All right, I'll go home too. But he didn't stop there. He had 12, 13, 14, 15 more once he got home or found another party. I can't remember what it was. He's he's either zero, which is great, or else he's 24 deep. To the max. There's no difference. Absolutely. And and that's that has has to be painful on the heart and the brain. And then his friends seeing that and not being able to do anything, that's a struggle. But his, it, the, the more struggle is him. Absolutely. And, and himself well, battling he's the, his he's own the demons. common denominator, you know, just like mm-hmm. I was. And, dude, he's – and now you see where he's at now, you know, I couldn't be awesome. more proud of him, dude. Yep. I love it. Yeah, I love it. He was up there up there on that couch. Yeah. You know, it was right before you left. Yeah. Um, he was upstairs on that couch, and that's – I don't know if it was Jesus came down and said, dude, you need to clean up your act. Or, you know, his son was being born. There was a lot that was going right. on. But Yeah, no, yeah, because I was still here. Um, and Because he's he's coming up on, because he's like six months, seven months behind me, and I got almost three and a half now. So, But see, it's just the dur- Jurassic change, you know. Because when you're in the addiction, in you know, in it, and, and like I said, though, it, this is all like my – in my recovery, you know, what, what it was for me and what my thoughts are on it, my opinions, you know, my, this may not be for everybody, you know, cause theirs is all different, you know, that's why shoving shit down people's throats ain't, was never my cup of tea, you know, cause I, I tried that, did their way, didn't like it. Now it's a double fuck you because, you know, I, well, I did what you said and it mm-hmm. ain't working. So now I really fucking, you know, want to smash you. And, but like when you're when you're when you're doing all that, man, you don't know. You're in a different. You're you're a run, and like like the big book, it's like a you know a run a self run riot, in underlining deal. And I remember underlining that in my book because that's what I was, just chaos, wreckage, just ah, let's go. You know, I first moved up here, and one of the things I like to laugh about with Matty O, you know, Matt Olson, is I was drinking Fireball, and I could drink that shit like nothing. Know, and whiskey. Well, I'm drinking it at the, you know, we're at a league game and, you know, he doesn't really know me too well, but you know, like we're, we're out there, you know, so, you know, I can ball out. So we're on his, on the same team. And I was like, take a drink of this. You know, it's that Yeti and it's fireball. You know, he takes a drink. He's like, damn, you know, what's it mixed with? You know? And I'm like, ice. Well, I was being serious. Well, he laughed. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Cause you know, it's like, it's, <laughs> nah, it's not, it's something it, else. Yeah. He thought it was, you know, but it really was. Cause that's how like, just you know, desperate, I wanted that quick change because, I, dude, I hated myself sober, bro. I, I did not like it. You know, all the things that happened when I was younger, all the choices that I made, all of the situations that maybe I I either put myself into or, or maybe my parents did, you know, that I've held on to and just drank till it was on the ground, you know, and stomped, and I didn't have to bring it back up, you know. But it was just like little – it's it's so funny because I – 
if I call him and talk to him about it, dude, it's just like fucking sunshine mixed <laughs> with ice, you know, just little things like that. But I'm so proud of Al, though, bro. I, I love it. I gave him his two-year coin on the fields for that. Dude. Yep, that was I remember big that. For me. It was big for him, but it was bigger for me because then that helped your fellow drunk, help your fellow addict, you know. And is that something – tell me Tell me about the coin. I know Albert and I have talked about it, but what does that coin mean to you? It was – you know, the coin doesn't mean as much to me. Um, I've, I'm kind of one of those, like, I love – I got to earn it, you know. So, like, I struggled with, like, the AA for a minute because and those steps because sometimes, you know, I didn't feel like I had to be there or I was supposed to be there, you know. It, it, didn't, it didn't feel right. And now when I got the coin, I earned it. You know, even though it's just given to me, but then I can carry around in my pocket. My first, the first time that I carried the the most around it was like the the uh, um, what was it? it was the twenty four hour coin, and that twenty four hour coin meant more to me than my three year, more than my two year, more than my one year. And this right here, I don't know if you can see. I know mm-hmm. they can't, but that's my twenty four hour coin. Okay, you had it right in the always in the binding, always, bro. Yep, awesome. That, that's why I keep with me. Because that, that, one, that one really means a lot to me because, dude, all, that's all we have is 24 hours, you know. However many hours in a day are 24, but it's what you do with them that, you know, really means to me. And that's where I'm really dialed in on what I'm going to do. So the one year, the two year, you know, the one year I got rid of, I think I lost it in the move. The two year I gave it to Al, that was a big deal, meant a lot. But, you know, it meant more to him because of that achievement, you know. Just be like somebody giving me theirs, you know, that – I probably would have held on to it. And then my three-year, um, I think I traded in for a fifth of whiskey um, that I chugged. No, I'm just teasing. But <laughs> on my three-year, I don't remember where it's at. I've been holding on to it, but I'm trying to – I think I'm going to try and give it back to Al if he can make it there. So He'll make it. There's I no if there. Better. He'll get better. there. Yeah. yeah, I don't doubt him. I'm about to play with him this weekend in Chicago. So. Yep. Shout out to all my battles. Gringo Sunshine's coming. He was he was trying to get me to go too. I know. Why not? And play. Ooh. I got we got our fourth annual championship game. We gotta uh, play. CBA? So or what? The classic or what? No, it's the for baseball. Mm. It's, it just happens to be the same weekend this year. So before before we were our championship game was in September. So but this year with Hoop Fest being behind Labor Day weekend, our league didn't want to take three weeks off and then play. Playoffs or championship game, gotcha. so it was. We need to have it done before that. They're that trying weekend. to knock it out quick. Yeah, so it's really throwing off a lot of stuff. But this year would have been a year that I could go down and play. Have you been there and played? I've never have. Oh man, seen pictures. Love it. I think I drove down. I think I drove down at some point to Othello, um, to Othello, and just and just hung out and watched. I love it. mariachi um, bands, beautiful Latinas. It was a good time. Just love it. I danced with Al's mom. Every year, did you? Yeah, always every year. Oh, that's one. That's one I'm waiting to go and see. So, yeah, Straight we had her here on the people. podcast. No way. Yeah, did yeah, for really? Mother's Day, my mom and his mom. Yeah, and I love it and all that stuff. Yeah, so we I talked did not about. Know that. Yeah, we talked about just boys and raising boys, playing baseball, traveling, and God, it was a good. Imagine the sacrifices. Oh yeah, sacrifices. That's what's big. What do you need, baby? Food? Is it ready? Go ahead and eat. Eat her down, <laughs> this tattoo artist. Uh, she's a good kid. I like it. She's moving to uh, Tri-Cities with her mom. Okay. So that's been my heartbreak, my struggle, because mm-hmm. this is my kind of my last summer with her, and then yeah. she's moving to Tri-Cities with her mom. Uh, both my daughters are. Son's staying with me. Okay. So that has been a change um, for me, just tr- 
counting down the days and hopefully it goes a little bit slower than than you know than not yeah so that that's been a that's been what my struggle has been is is them my kids are everything everything to me they are so you've got two you've got two girls you can see it in your eyes bro oh i I, love bro just thinking about it kind of gets me swelled up a little bit absolutely absolutely yeah i've got two i've got an eight-year-old gracie um, she just started third grade last week. Oh my goodness, growing up on me. Mm-hmm. And then my youngest is three, Jenna, full of piss and vinegar, just like me. I'm gonna be in trouble. <laughs> all that karma, all that karma. I wouldn't change it for anything. You know, I only I wanted boys <clears throat> with Addison. Addison's my daughter's mother, but I wanted boys, so I only had to worry about one wiener. Now I got to worry about them all with the girls. Mm-hmm. And. And now I'm sensitive. Now I'm a little bit vulnerable, mm-hmm. you know. And I wouldn't change it for a thing, you know. I no. watch some stupid video on Facebook, and I'll cry if it's sad. You know what I'm saying? I'm just all, I'm jittery, man. It's crazy. I love. We, it. we were at Blake uh, Brantley Gilbert concert, yeah. and one of the songs came on. I I can't think of what it is, but it was about um, soldiers not coming home, um, cancer patients, oh. Um, oh. daughters, daddies, and daughters are in there and i i just lost it i I, where 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 did this come from and it just turned on yep and it's same thing i can watch i can watch videos on facebook and just start welling up see soldiers coming home get me every time yeah i love it i mean my came i love the surprise videos i do too like especially when they show up in the classroom but and you just see that you know that connection and you know that's why i try not to take everything for granted Besides having, like, it stripped away when you've been locked up, you know, it's different because you appreciate shit more and you, you know, mm-hmm. like, man, hey. But today, you know, I, I wake up and I'm like, you know, by the grace of God, I'm like, you know, what am I grateful for? Obviously, your kids, you know, of course, but, you know, a toothbrush, you know, baby wipes to wipe my ass with, you know, without the hard tissue, you know, just little shit like that. Yeah. Though I got to get into perspective because in between my ears, you know, I'm I'm a still, man, I'm, I'm fucked up, you know. Lake City Spa, right in the heart of Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Call, text, or message Casey Boyle today for your one-on-one spa service. Choose between a membership rate or a daily special, and you'll get the best microderm abrasion, high-frequency, and microcurrent facials in Coeur d'Alene. Just imagine a full hour of relaxing and beneficial facials for just $45. If you have skin issues or care to be pampered by a professional, Contact Casey today, 208-215-6912. I don't, I don't want to talk about your, your past past. That doesn't, that doesn't matter anymore. Right. No. The the day you decided to be clean and sober, what, what was it? What was your, what was your mindset? Your mindset. Like in what I did afterwards. So... Obviously, ex-criminal, you know, I, I, I actually was clean <clears throat> two weeks before I really got clean. And my clean date is April 17, 2018. And so I was on paper um, through the state of Washington. And this was the first time I figured out that, you know, you can test, and, you know, you can fail for alcohol. EGT is in a piss test. Did not know that. So... Obviously, as a criminal, I'm like, loopholes. What can I do? You know, can I still smoke this weed? Obviously not. You know, 30, 45 days. And um, 
I was drinking and telling him I was, you know, I was I was clean and passing the deal. Well, it ended up catching up to me because they hit me on a, a drinking test and I failed that. But I was like, you know, my mindset at that time was like, you know, was terrible. But it was just like what I'm saying though is, is I I was my whole life loopholes. What decisions can I make right now? The easiest decision to get me out of it. Get me this or get me that, you know what I'm saying? Versus making a hard decision mm-hmm. and making it easier down the road. So once I got hit with that, and then they put me um, in their county up here in Spokane for I think it was like ten days, whatever, a little uh, PV. Um, I was in there, but I wasn't clean because my my guy that was in there, the cell, he was in there doing manslaughter for a year or whatever his his deal was, and and he had some shit. So I was, you know, we we're loaded up and. I got out and got home with Duke, and I was just sitting on the, I was sitting on my recliner, just chilling, and I was like, "Dude, this is tiring, you know. This is excruciating." I sat down and I talked, and I like, was just like talking out loud to Duke. I was like, "Man," and Duke's my dog, the pit bull. You remember Duke? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was just like talking about all the people that have just either I fucked over, you know, or, or you know, I've just hurt that have wanted to, you know, talk good to me and have put know good words in my ear and it's went in and out and that mindset was was just not where I wanted it to be you know I I got told by my dad's now girlfriend you know she was like she called me and they were in Glacier and well two weeks prior to that you know I I got um I got in a hit and run um and I won't go into any more details um but I was drinking they dropped off a car from Arkansas from me um and I had a, a week, and they were headed to Glacier to hang out. You know, he drove all the way up um, to drop that car off. And a week, and I was drinking. It was St. Paddy's Day, and I wrecked that thing leaving St. Paddy's Day. And <clears throat> whatever, blah, blah, blah. But I was I was just, you know, she told me on the phone, because they knew I was struggling, but they knew, like, I've gotten down to that rock bottom physically <laughs> before, tons of times. But I finally got like, to the actual real rock bottom emotionally, sensitivity, all that, just, like, where it's, like, you know, the fuck am I here for, you know? I'm just ruining shit, you know? I'm, I'm taking handouts. I'm taking the easy ways. I'm taking, you know, I ain't, I'm not doing what it is. And she told me, she was like, well, talk to yourself about this and talk to your, you know, and talk to your God, whatever you need to do. But, you know, these are rules. And if you follow them and stay obedient, they'll be good. And, you know, obviously I'm like, yeah, okay, you know, here's your Bible-thumping bullshit, you know, whatever. And um, she told me, and this thing stuck with me the whole time. She was like, if you left today, you know, and you died, what, how are people going to really remember you, you know? And, like, I, you know, obviously I thought, I was like, man, they're going to think, you know, hey, I was a good ball player, you know, I was fucking funny, you know, they're, you know, a, a somebody that got judged, but you didn't know him until you really knew him, you know, mm-hmm. and he's like a good dude, you know. That's what I was first thinking because that's how I think of myself until I peeled back like what really would they think of me, you know, because that's the good shit. That's the dirty shit right there. Yeah, (laughs) nobody wants to talk about the fucking uncomfortable, embarrassing bullshit that you've done, you know, because in my drinking and drugging, I didn't didn't remember half the shit that I fucked over and done because it wasn't done to me. No. I was doing it to somebody else. But everybody else does. Absolutely. They don't forget. You know, they can forgive, but, you know, they don't They don't forget that. And, like, at that time, that went through my head. And I was here, and I was, dude, I was feeling fucking weird. I was feeling funky. My, my hairs were sticking up, and 
you know, I'm just, I'm chilling. So, and you know, I, I got on my knees and, uh, I've never been like a Bible thumper or, you know, and I don't mean it like that, but you know, like I've never, I always got it shoved down my throat. So I always threw it back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I know that I, uh, dude, I got on my knees after, you know, talking with her and, and, and it was just time. And that mentality was like, okay, you know, take this, please take all this shit, you know, forgive me. I'm not where you need me, lead me, you know. So here I am three and a half years later wishing I would have got on my knees a lot sooner. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, dude, I could not be more blessed because now that person that's in the back, you know, that, it, yeah, the past doesn't matter, you know, but it also made me, but that's also in the rear view. I can see it, but it ain't coming back. Well, you'll you never know? forget your old self. Absolutely. And you can always turn around and go, nope, that's my reminder. Mm-hmm. That's my reminder. I see you. Stay there. That's it's like the devil in the back pocket. Yeah. How did it. you get from Arkansas to Washington in the first place? I don't know if we've ever talked about that. So a few people knew, but so my my mama lives. If up you here. don't want to talk about it, that's no, bro. I love it, dude. I, any questions you got, ask because I love it. Because you know, I I, just, I like talking about it because if something anybody hears or something, you know, they want to know why why not. So my mama's side of the family, they all live up here. So like. My aunties and uncles, they own the Pulse Pub up here, so they've been booming. They've been up here all their life. Um, and I actually, when I was a young buck, my mom and dad were both Marines. I was born in 29 Stumps, 29 Palms, California, Marine Corps base. They were both Marines. They didn't last. Obviously, they're hard-headed. And mom went here. My dad went to Idaho and then moved back down south where all his family were. And I actually lived here for a little bit with my mom. So... After her, she married a dumbass in the army. We moved off to England. We were off in England about three and a half years. So oh, I was like you? six till I was about nine. And we came back to the States. That didn't work out. She had another kid, which is my sister, Maya Douglas, and uh, who's in Arizona right now for college, uh, Christian college. Okay. Um, a big, a big, um, she's like a big hero. She's, she is one of my heroes, but you know what I'm saying? Somebody I look up to, and she's 18. You know okay. what I'm saying? Very yep. humbling, but like swallowing the pride shit because she's got it going. You know, she okay. still struggles with her shit. But so when we came back to the states, well, then I was you know wreckage and stuff, and ten or eleven, you know, and there's a lot more shit that had happened. But oh, so you were moving around a lot when you were young? Yeah, young, 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 young. Okay, yeah. and okay. I remember a little bit of England and stuff. Well, my mom, you know, was dealing with all her stuff at the time, and. uh she actually sent me to Arkansas to live with my dad because I was just a little bit out of out of control. And so I went from, you know, in an environment that I could do whatever I want, even though I was told not to, I still did, to a, uh, you know, a firm, here we go, bang, diggity, dog, you know. My way or the highway, you don't yeah. like it, I'm going to fucking thump you, you know. And that was mean. And all that, that's how I ended up in Arkansas. Well, mom lived up here. I... Got back with my daughter's mother, um, Addison. So with this, Gracie was probably five at the time, and I was still drinking. And when I'm drinking, I'm disloyal. I'm a liar. I'm everything. All everything. Everybody is, you know, when they're drinking. If they're like me, and me and her decided, we're like, you know, let's get out of here. Let's go. Let's let's go somewhere. You know, like, just like the spur of the moment, the the thing that everybody wants to do. Hey, let's leave. Let's get a new start. Let's get a fresh start. I've had a lot of those. Well, long story short, the fresh starts don't work when it's you, the problem, because you're going to find the same shit, same people, same dope, same liquor. 
I was just going to ask you, what did you learn from all of these fresh starts? Just that. The problem I always find the same common denominator myself, you know, and anybody that tells you different, I'd love to sit and talk to them because I don't, you know, <laughs> just to hear yep. what you got to say. But so we move up here. <clears throat> Obviously, I'm still drinking, drugging, and uh, I got a DWI up here. Well, I've gotten quite a bit of DWIs. You know, I have eight of them, eight convicted. So, um, obviously, I didn't get the one learn or none of that. You know, during throughout all those, you know, I was – my dad helped me hire an attorney on a few of them, so we got those kind of kicked back to, like, a lower degree. And then uh, after that, you know, he, w- he he let it go. He's like, I'm not helping you anymore. You know, you're not helping yourself. Why would mm-hmm. I help you? And that's cool. At that time, then I hated him because, hey, he wasn't helping me. Yep. You know, so it's that that drinking mentality and that fucked up. That's like, you know, why would you do that? But um, I got my eighth one up here, and I almost got out of it. So I I like to think sometimes. I don't like to think about it, but, like, what it would have happened because I went under Judge Wilson out of the Spokane District Court, right, as a DUI, leaving Monterey. Just fucked up on a Wednesday night after ball. Drove, you know, and got pulled over and uh, got booked. And they didn't know about my priors in court. Okay. Because I just, I was fresh off here, you know, three months prior here. I actually don't know how long it was, but it was short term, you know, before I already got in trouble. And, you know, they they said at my arraignment, hey, we're going to drop this to a reckless driving. And I'm like, fuck yeah, you know. They don't know just about another, my shit. Just another loophole. They don't know about my shit, you know. Here, God's working, you know. That was literally what I was thinking. I was like, oh, thank, you know. Maybe he was, you know. But. What had happened is, is, so my trial, at the arraignment, I was trying to plead guilty, like, ASAP. I was like, yep, take it. Reckless, done. Public defender didn't pay no money, nothing. The only thing I think I had to pay with was just, like, a fee. And so I'm like, oh, that's cool. I'll take it, you know. That didn't work. And sometimes it, it does, but it didn't in the court system. And trial came up, and, uh, fuck, it was probably two months yonder down the road. And then, um, you know, I walk in there like, hell, yeah, I'm still good. I'm still good. Well, shit got changed. They found out about my priors okay. and I, my seven other ones, you know, and the recent ones and blah, blah, blah. And so it got switched from circuit, I mean, from district to circuit and got uh, not very good. So <clears throat> yeah, it wasn't good at all. Um, and at that time, you know, I went to attorney. I was like, hey, you know, what are we looking at? You know, five, six years minimum, you know, Department of Corrections. Done been in the system. I already know what it's about, you know. Um Hooked up with the wrong people in there. Made bad decisions, you know, <clears throat> for survival reasons, but yep, yep. whatever. And uh, at that time, you know, Addie's freaking out because she was pregnant at the time with our second, Jenna. So, we, you know, we're having her. And I told her just to go, you know. Well, on the side, I was cheating on her with another, you know, a mistress. And I was drinking, leaving at night, going over to this girl's house, right? So, you know. She knows all about this because I've, you know, made amends and stuff. But it's just like the the wreckage. It goes back to that self-run right, bro. Whatever yeah. I'm doing, there is ten things to each side of me that I'm doing ten times wrong, you know. And, uh, man, it was an eye-opener because, like, that day, you know, I told her, I was like, go. You know, I'm going to be here. There ain't no way I'm getting out of this, you know. Caught up to me, whatever. And, uh, you know. And then I told her about the other gal, and I, I did it in a bad way because she was already ready to go home. She's a mama's girl. She's an Okie, Oklahoma girl, never left. Mama never left, the, you know, the, the, the state or the town of, you know, Arkansas, Oklahoma, that she's always been there. Well, she went on a, you know, a big stretch trying to move. She really wanted to, so I did too. And I was like, well, 
mom lives up north. Why not? You know. And um, so that's kind of how I got there, and then that's kind of how I ended up staying here. You know, on both ends because I didn't have anywhere leave. to go. I couldn't leave. I mean, I had places to go. I always had places to go. You know, I knew everybody a lot of places, but I couldn't leave like legally. You know, at first because, you know, I. I would have ran, you know, and I thought about it. I was like, I mean, just fuck it. Why not? But that was that time where I'm like, you know, I'm tired. I'm tired of all this. You know, what what, what, are, what can I do to change this outcome? Because I'm doing the same shit, getting the same things. The definition of insanity is happening every time. And I really lost it doing that bad on her because she's a great mom. I got so lucky with her. And she put up all my bullshit for 10 years. Yeah. Why? Yeah, I've been, you know, just following along on Facebook, seeing her, seeing the kids. Bro, why? Dude. So lucky. Yeah. So blessed. I didn't see it. I didn't care because I'm a selfish motherfucker. Well, the alcohol made you that way. You know, I, I like to do that, but I, I chose to pick that up, you know, and, and it is. It's a selfish fucking life that I was living, and, you know, I wish I could take it back, but I wish I could do some things different, but... I'll never drink again. We do this 10 years from down the road, I'll guarantee I'll still be sober. So, good. Man of the word, we'll, we'll good, find good. out. Yeah. Good, good. see you in 10 years. So, what what was it like seeing your girls? The first, You know, when you went back down to Arkansas, I think they came up here. They came visited. And then, and then you went back down there, but you were, I think, what, six months clean? When they came. When they came up? So, they came up. You know, they came up when I was probably two years Two and a half years clean. Oh, was it that long? Mama, okay. Yeah, mama came with them. But I went down there. At, um, I went down there twice in the three and a half, four years that I was up here. I went down and visited because um, the PO was at, like, discretions of, let, of letting me leave, which was total fucking horseshit. And this is just, like, that systematic bullshit in the, in the courts because they would let me leave to go play ball for a tournament at a state. But, hey, I want to go back to Arkansas to see my fucking kids. No, can't do that. Can't do that. You know, at the same time, I had warrants out in Arkansas. I did when I went back. Um, but still, you know, how the fuck are you going to let me go to Ohio playing a tournament that don't mean shit, really, you know, and then not let me go see my kids because I think they knew I wouldn't have came back. Okay. Makes sense. Yep. Who knows? I don't what, know. What's to say you wouldn't have stayed in Ohio? That's what I'm saying. Who knows? You know, yeah. but it didn't, it didn't end like that. It didn't work like that, so that's fine. We're here now, you know, but, man. Well, I think then you'd already made up your mind to go, I'm battling whatever I have to I to get on the straight yeah, and narrow. I'm doing it, you know, and I'm on it. And, you know, why wouldn't I? What do I have to lose? Well, your family. Yeah. That, Lost that's, that a few that's times. That's it. It is, you know, and that's how selfish I was because I, I would, dude, I would, I'd pick fights with my, you know, my old lady just so she'd be like, go to the bar, you know, and I knew, fuck yeah. No, and it's even good. Yeah, she, yeah let's she's go. telling me I can go, so I can go really hard. You know, she's doing that. Maybe I don't have to come back tonight. You know, that's just dumb. Yeah, that's <sighs> not that's not good thinking. No, not at all. Half the shit that I've probably done is not uh, good thinking. But you know, whatever. If you if you wrote that down, that would be a chaotic yeah. book. Absolutely. Yeah, it's gonna be. Yeah, those those. I feel I feel excited though about the steps now though because I'm gonna do the steps are so are so cool. And I stopped, like, on the fourth one when it's involuntary list because I don't want to know that shit, you know. I, I did it, you know, but it's it's more of, like, obedient doing the work. Put in the fucking work, you know. And that's where, like, 
in Colorado, you know, a real good dude I was talking with out of Chicago was like, you know, man, this is what helped me. When I was talking with him, dude, I was like, man, this, you know, I'm kind of like that. I think that same way, you know, and that's what really got me back on it because I wouldn't have done it if I didn't talk to that guy. So, obviously, it's for a reason, mm-hmm. so I'm going to do it, and I'm going to see what God places people in, in your path for bro, certain things. Talk, absolutely. Firm believer. Firm believer. So, we'll see how that goes. But, man, those steps, there it, it, you know, I don't think, you know, if you took out step one, dude, anybody could do it sober. Absolutely. Who was your light when you when you first got sober? You had to have somebody there. Uh, no, the light's the wrong word. Um, who held you accountable? Who was your sponsor? Is that the word to use? It was. It wasn't my sponsor, though. So most of my, like, sobriety, I had a sponsor, and I said I had one, and his name's Earl Fears. He's out of Fort Smith, Arkansas. But I didn't talk to him that much. I put his name on the fucking sponsor list every time I had a PO meeting, every time I went and met with, you know, the parole officer. That was a loophole. Yeah. I would tell him, you know, I'd, I'd call him and tell him. I could call him right now, and he'd be like, what the hell are you doing, dickhead? You still sober? He know, he knows now, though, because I've kind of, like, kept in contact, kind of okay. letting him know, you know, where I'm at, what I'm doing. But he was just, he was just, you know, in the pocket. Like, I think the person that maybe I would have called, you know, I, dude, it wouldn't have been just one person, man, because I'm serious. When I came here and I got clean, there were so many people that took me in. You know, and this, and I'm from the South, so I like the hospitality, you know, and you get up here, it's different. You know, there's no, not, nope. there yep. is, but it, it ain't yep. like the it South. It ain't like the South, no. But I'm telling you, you know, like, Keitra, you know what I'm saying? JJ and them, you know, regardless of, you know, what people think and, and stuff of that, that's their deal. But, like, dude, it's just like that family, like, bro, like five, six of them just, they made me feel like, okay, hey, you can do this, you know. We'll see through your bullshit and – you know, that, that's kind of it, man. It's, I can't really tell you. I, it wasn't one name, man. I mean, everybody helped me out, and everybody was there because if I told somebody about something, you know, and then I went somewhere else and I told somebody else about it, you know, they all gave me a- answers or directions of what they would do. Okay. Know? So that I give all my gratitude, all my respect to, like, you know, a lot of people that they know who they are up here up north because – I wouldn't be where I'm at if it wasn't for a lot of, you know, a lot of folks that didn't have to do what they did. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They saw the good in you. You know? and They and saw I, the good person that you were, or are, not were, right. are. Yeah, and, and going to keep becoming, you know? Yeah. So, because the shit ain't done. You know, no. The ship's going to sail. Oh, yeah. Keep going, man. You got a lot of work to do. That's so fucking loony. Tell me about that. This is the big book, um, the big blue book. What's on the front? Of this? Yeah. That's the serenity prayer, bro. Okay. I say that every freaking day I wake up. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And it just rings, bro. Not even for sobriety, just in life in general. So there's like, especially with what's going on in this world now, man, we can't change none of that. All we can do is accept it, you know, and 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 go on. And man, some people don't like it because it says God grant me the serenity. You know, I didn't like it at first. I was like, you know. Whoever, this is literally how I would used to talk to my higher power when I was doing it. It was like, man, whoever the fuck is up there, whatever kind of program you're running, <laughs> I'm with it. You know, just help me out. Get me through this day to where you can take this fucking taste of whiskey that I want and this cocaine I want to snort off this fucking hooker's ass. You know what I'm saying? Take it away. I don't want it. And now I can say God because 
my higher power, him, God, have done some crazy spiritual shit that is is un, un, un it's it's weird. It's weird. It's a real real deal. And if anybody's even thinking about trying to get sober, man, jump on it and I hope you hang the fuck on because it is a wild roller coaster and I love it. I absolutely What was love the hardest it. part of staying sober mm-hmm. or keep staying sober? Keeping staying Keeping sober. Keeping staying sober however you say that. And you see, I don't I'm not good with the word <laughs> I don't know what the right one is. I don't either. <laughs> it's, that's a hard one. Hell you say that five times. It, it's in that not taking a drink today, not drugging or getting loaded up today is not as hard. What is hard is dealing with those sensitivities and those feelings. That's what I struggle with because that is fucking whack. You know, there's some women I meet out there and they got more problems than me. And I'm like, yo, I can't do that. <laughs> you know, I'm pretty fucked up and I got some baggage, <laughs> but you got, here's my judging, you know, yeah. and I'm always telling people don't judge me, you know, but. It's the feelings, the sensitivity where it's like, you know, how how can I handle this open-minded? How can I handle this knowing the decision I make, what the outcome's actually going to be? And and some of them are good, you know. Some of them are still bad. This shit ain't perfect, you know. I ain't perfect by all means, but, you know, the feelings and decision-making, there's no cloud that used to be in between my ears, you know. You can see things a lot more clear. It's crazy, you know. It's wild. And that just shit didn't just happen, you know. What did happen is when I finally asked God, hey, take me. Take these fucking thoughts that I have captive and get them away from me, you know. Take them. That is some of the spiritual change that happened fucking super quick that, you know, people, you know, whatever, you know, people in the recovery say normal people, whatever, everybody, I, you know. They would be like, what the fuck ever? You know what I'm saying? Like the healing and spiritual shit, man. Like it's happened to me and it's like, whoa, you know? And nah, I couldn't do it, dude. It's wild, bro. Like, what are, me, you, what are your verses? You have, you have a bunch of highlighted in there, a bunch of underlined in there. I do. It, what's your, what's your, what's your verses? It, so they're not verses, but they're like, you know, they're stories. So there's, you know, they're like the bill story and then like the doctor's opinion. It's just stuff that like, Oh, that's not a Bible. No, this is not a Bible. This okay. Is the, this is the AA. This is the big. Oh, this is okay. the blue book. Okay. Yeah, yeah. This is the blue book. So this is like, I thought it's that like was your, your Bible. You know, no, okay. no, no, no. That's that's in the car. So okay. Yeah, and that's at home. I, I I dig into that. You know, I try to do it every day, and I'm not good at it. But if I stay in the Word, my cup's full. You know, so that's good. Um, but a lot of these, this blue book and stuff. You know, I'll read it or go over it or just when I'm free or I'm, I'm struggling with something or I can't understand it, you know. Or, You're on a plane ride? Yeah, my plane. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I'm glad you brought it up because I was reading that on the plane. And actually, one of the guys next to me was like, yo, what is that? Like, are you writing in that? I was like, yeah, because he knew it wasn't a Bible because he saw the blue. And then I had to explain to him a little bit and then show him. And then, you know, it's kind of the same question. And, you know, you read this. It's just like reading any kind of book, man. You read it the first time and then you read it again. And you're like, what the fuck? Where did that come from? And that's how this is, and that's why I'll underline it and then bring me up because of that mindset that I was thinking, you know. How is it? It just helps you walk through the steps. How – so any any book, let's say when you were in high school, you were, you know, you're, you're at home five years ago trying to read a book. Does your mind wander? Did you, did you finish a book that you started to read? Because I can't. It takes me forever <laughs> to read a goddamn book. Ah, but it. this one seems to draw you in because you keep 
looking at it, it's and it's real. it's got you, dude. It's real. It's real. See, and though I'm the same way. Though funny, the only times I ever finished a book was when I was locked up. Harry Potter, Goblet of Fire. I used to read all these crime deals. Just a pastime. I didn't care, and I actually finished them then. But my dude, when I read a book, I get so fucking bored. Like I'll be thinking, I'll reading it, you know, I'm catching up, but then I'm like, man, what am I gonna do to, for dinner tonight? But I'm still yeah. reading the motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I don't, I don't retain it. I'm just like, you know what I'm gonna do for dinner? You know, by the time you know I'm through a chapter, I don't remember what the fuck I read. I sure as hell I'm not gonna go backwards because no. I'm gonna start and I'm like, no. fuck it, whatever. We'll I'll just figure catch it out. Up. I'll end. figure it out. The end. The end. The end. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna yep. figure it out. So I'm not a good reader like that either. That Attention girl. deficit disorder. Right. That girl right there. Well. She she goes. Well, her mom's the same way. Boom. Page. Boom. Page. Boom. Page. Boom. Page. And remember everything that was in that page. I, it is a blessing she did not get my reading talents, and she got her mom's. I, I wish the Jeez. same every day. I'm like, I wish my kids didn't get some of the shit you know, that, that <laughs> I have, and they got their mama's shit, you know. Uh, but I'm did glad they got my looks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, you I'm got you got cute girls, <laughs> buddy guy. You I got will, a cute family all oh around. God, I'm blessed. I will be fucking dudes up to try to date them. It will not be good. You know the bad boys scene where they're like coming in. Yep. And, Right, you look yep. like you're thirty. You know what I'm saying, dude? Oh, it's gonna be nasty, bro. Uh, I can't. I can't think about it. It drives me crazy. No, what's the what's the other movie where they're all of the uncles <laughs> the and cousins that yeah, were in the 50 garage? Cent. Yeah, it's yep. Fifty Cent. Yep. That's yeah, it makes it them walk through there and they're all yoked up. Can you imagine that? Move. Taking my girl out. Yeah. Listen here. If she's not here by nine thirty, yeah, these guys are gonna come find you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. You know what I'd say? I don't even want to take your girl no more. I'm going home. Good. Yeah, yeah, we're good. good. Can we just go out back? We'll just start a barbecue. <laughs> yeah, <that's fine. laughs> I don't even want to be here. Oh man, what's the what's the best lesson that you've learned about yourself? Asking for help. It's tough. Swallowing pride. Yeah, my pride right now is my biggest sin, um, and it, it all it really it goes back to. What happened, really not just like one pinpointed fucking idea of what caused all this. It was who I was trying to be. Because like a lot of that wreckage and stuff that I've done, it was me trying to be somebody that I was not, you know. I wanted to be that, I wanted to be that, like in my head, I wanted to be that tough motherfucker. I was coming out of school that didn't give a fuck, that would fight anybody, you know, partied fucking hard, didn't care, you know, wanted to be, I wanted people to be scared of me. Like for some reason, like I just wanted... I wanted love, bro. Like, I want, I want, uh, to this day, I, now I want to be loved. You know, that was underneath all that front. Mm-hmm. But it was just, I had lived so long believing somebody I was trying to be that was not even me, not even close. Not even close. And, you know, I, I used my own selfishness on women, running through women, you know, sleeping around, fucking drinking, and that, dude. And I still struggle with that, you know, don't get me wrong. But being somebody I wasn't, that, that ain't me, you know. That was not me, and that led me down a path that of wreckage, destruction, and, you know, thank the God, you know, the good Lord that I ain't in a box because some of the shit I've done, you know, I should be. So when people ask me, how are you doing, you know, I'm, I'm better than I deserve. You know, and some people are like, well, you deserve the world. Well, some of the shit that I've done, I deserve a hell of a lot worse than what I got, so I'm fucking very grateful yeah. to be alive, you know what I'm saying? So, What do you tell people that, are were in your same boat or that are in your same boat, what can you tell them to get help? Or if what was what would be one piece of advice that you would give to somebody to get them onto the right path? Take it serious. Take it serious and, and reach your hand out. 
because a lot of us will will reach back out and help you. You know, I just lost uh, two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago, I lost one of my good buddies um, down in Arkansas um, to a fentanyl overdose. And um, me and her were talking, you know, and just talking because I, I go into her bar. She's a bartender, great girl. And I go in there and always drink Red Bull and play pool and just, you know, shoot the shit. And she finally got to that point where she was tired of it, you know, tired of the drinking. But she was hanging around that those people that just keep, you know, here's a shot, here, bye, blah, 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 you know, whatever, and excruciating, bro. And she hated drinking, hated it. And she'd message me, how can I get sober? Excuse me, how can I get sober? You know, how can I get to the rehab? How can I help you out? You know, and I... Me and her talked on the phone, talked through it, you know, trying to get it the day before she passed and overdosed. You know, she told me she couldn't do it. I was like, We're, I'm here, you know. There's 15, there's who knows, there's millions of other people that, like, we'll, we'll help you. Come with me to a meeting or, or come with me, talk, let me give you a number, you know, reach out. Next day, I found out she overdosed, you know, and it's the way you know it's the way it goes because this addiction this alcoholism is is so serious kevin it's crazy like it's so serious that you know i just thought back in the day that person that you know i'm just that's what we're doing we're just getting fucked up you know that's what we're partying that's what we're supposed to do Mm -hmm. that's what i'm in college for that's what i'm out of high school for i'm in a back roads bonfire fucking jamming to kid rock that's what i'm supposed to do is get fucked up but it's not you know, I can be somewhere else. I can be doing something else. And, and the biggest thing, man, is asking for help. Because that, that's the hardest fucking thing. Who wants to do that? Who wants to show themselves that they're weak in front of you? You know what I'm saying? I, I, I'll even struggle with it right now, you know? Like, I don't want to tell you, like, what I'm weak with right now, you know? But my pride, you know? I'm weak about going back home and, and, and not being who I want to be after this, like me and her just split up a few months ago. You know, I'm weak about that. You know, I'm hurting, you know, but it, it's got to be done, you know, yep. and that asking for help, that's got to be it. Cause you know, that, you got that's to. one of mine as well. It's hard. It's the pride. It's yeah. the, I don't, I don't need anybody's help. I can do it myself. Absolutely. It's tough, man. Pride fucks you up and that's just <laughs> the devil, bro. Yeah. Yeah, it's just the devil brother. And it, you know, he, if, if you, you know, I don't know, man, I'd elbow that some bitch if I could, man. That's fine, because you can keep trying to come through my little holes and getting to me. My God's greater, brother. Seriously. It's so strong, it's crazy. Ridiculous crazy. Like, it's real. Fucking real. Not like this, you know, you think it's, show me. I want to see him. I want to see this shit, man. I done seen it. I done seen some things happen to me. Sitting right there. Fucking A. It ain't, you know, that's that's all my my, my deal. This is my recovery, and that, yeah. I've seen it happen, and it's crazy. Turns. That pride's a bitch. I'll kill you. Real Vantage Real Estate Company, 912 West Garland Avenue. Check out Josh McDonald and Lauren Rasmussen. They're a family-first, local, and collaborative real estate company on the mission to help improve our communities and help people one home at a time. Their focus is to provide real estate. Yes, provide, not just buy and sell, Together, they present folks with every option they have for their specific situation. In addition to helping provide more homes and more quality rentals in our low inventory markets. They're in Spokane, Spokane Valley, and the Tri-City areas. Check them out at realvantage.com or stop in today. 
So I want to switch topics. Do it. Okay? Switch. Switch I'm a, it up. I'm a fatty. Okay. I love food. Hey, you know what I heard, though? You're sexier naked, so I don't give a <laughs> fuck. Don't, don't let them sons of bitches tell you. Those bastards. Them sons of bitches. You're from an incredible part of the country with some uh. amazing food. Uh. What's Our it like going Kansas, back home? Arkansas. What's it like going home, and what are you eating? Mexican. Really? Dude. Really? Mexican's so real. The, the Mexican up here... I'm sorry to whoever owns a Mexican restaurant up here or whatever y'all are doing, but when y'all bring out motherfucking beans in a little cheese dip deal, that ain't how it's supposed to be. You know, you bring out rice, white rice. That ain't Mexican rice, the real Mexican rice. You know what I'm saying? The Mexican food down there is unbelievable. Unbelievable. And, I, I've got and back you're at, a hell of a cook yourself. I would like to say that, but, there, you know, I burnt some shit. Yeah, you know, we, but you we live to learn, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, it's supposed to be burnt like that, baby. You know, so what's 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 the difference between the Mexican food? What makes it so good down there? It's, just, it's, it's real, man. You walk in a place, they don't speak English, you know? And so you're like, okay. You know, but it's just, it's, it's authentic. It's real. It's not like this. Up here, and this is my opinion, just this, you know, Adelano's, that's all right. That's good. You know, Taco Tuesday up at that place off Francis. I was always good. I ate that every Tuesday. But I don't know. I think it's more that environment. And it may be just the fact that, hey, I'm down south. I'm thinking in my head already that this is better because it's down south. It's going to be, you know, and it may really not be. You know, who knows? But the Mexican food and barbecue down there is unfucking believable Well, that's where I was leaning to was the the barbecue. Barbecue. Man. All day. Bro, do you not remember? Were you ever, like, around the fields when I'd come to the fields and I always had the barbecue sauce Mm-mm. with me? Oh, my goodness. The, oh, no. The head one, country. One, one time, I always. think you had that sauce. It was always. in a glass bottle, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Always kept it around. Just because, and that was from Ponca City. <laughs> head country. Ponca City, Oklahoma. So good. So, we've got, we play in Arizona. Yep. Uh, for the World Series, 40 and over World Series. In Glendale, or where are you uh, at? Scottsdale. 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 Okay. Been down there. And... Uh, uh, two years ago, I met a friend. His name is Larry Colbert. He's a chef. His family's originally from Chicago. Okay. He's moved to Atlanta, went through, graduated culinary school, had the goal of being the best one to come out of there. Amazing guy. Amazing guy. Hell of a ball player, and he just started playing a little while ago. And I'm probably butchering that, Larry. Sorry. But it, maybe 10 years ago, 12 years ago. He's coming down again to, to there, and he's going to make a whole craw feed. He's going to have crawfish bowl. Crawf- crawfish bowl. I don't know how you say that. That's but crawfish bowl. Okay. Oh, man. So oh, he's got man. the corn, the potatoes, yeah. the, yeah. you know, Tell the craw, the, the sauce, shrimp. Trying to Oof. bring it on. Oh, he already knows. Oh, it's going to be good. And he was on he was on uh, on the Hotcast podcast, and we were talking about it, and my mouth is watering him him talking Drew. about how he's Oh, Drew. man, I cannot wait. Just wait. Oh, man, so. crawfish bowls are the shit. Love it. I haven't had one since I've been back. Now my good buddy Rob Ferocio had a. Uh, Rogers, he he's gonna do it, and man, those crawfish bowls, they just get nasty and it get dirty. They, they ain't gonna make you put no apron on if if Larry's how I think he is. He ain't gonna make you put no apron on, and don't worry about it. Get your is what I don't understand is the paper. He's like, you just lay newspaper down. Bro, you can lay doesn't, doesn't the down. newspaper get on the it food? Don't, it don't matter. As juicy as that <laughs> thing's coming out the pot, bro, with the corn, the potatoes, like all the you know good sauce, hot sauce in it, you know all mixed up. It doesn't matter. Because at the end of the day, you better not keep that fucking crawfish on that paper that long, and it won't be any crawfish. Eat it all. up. Yeah. Thanks all for right. the invite, Larry. Last thing I have for you, Good. and you talked about it earlier, so Good. it's good. It's a coincidence, and I'm going to end the show with this. How do you want to be remembered? 
loving, um, you know, a, a real dude that, you know, went through some shit but came out on the other side a different person. Um, and, man, you know what? I asked a friend this the other day. I asked my, one of my good buddies, you know, dude, how, live your life how you want to be, you know, remembered. And now that I get put on the spot, I, now I'm really <laughs> thinking, you know, that's weird how that yeah. shit works. Thanks for, for letting me get ready for this. I could have done that. But, I mean, today I want to be remembered as, as, you know, the guy that can make you laugh, can can be real with you, but if something was really wrong, you could go to, get in advice to, uh, of something that, you know, whether I've been through or not, and, and, and give it, you know, in the most real, blunt way that you could get. And and I do, I do anything to help people now, you know. And, and I struggle with that because, you know, I want to do so much that sometimes I forget to do stuff for myself, you know, because I'm still a selfish motherfucker, you know. But that, that's how I'd want to be remembered, you know, and not who I used to be. And that's that's probably it, man, because that, that, that dude's dead. God done killed that, you know, whatever. He didn't, but that dude's dead, the old me, so... Well, we'll have you back on in 10 years, like you I said. Hope so. Let's do it. And and we'll talk about All that 13-year right. coin. Yes. Yes. That's going to be big. Maybe I'll hold on to it. Thank you for coming in the studio, my man. Um, you are like a brother to me. Uh, we have become very close. And over these past four or five years, um, calls here and there, checking in, make sure you're on your path, make sure you're doing good, and I know you are. I want to do, I, w- I want to be doing this in 10 years, more podcasts, but I want to, I want to have you, if we're not doing the podcast, I want to have you across from me at that 13 year mark. I want to, I want to be able to see that 13 year coin if it is such a thing. And you, you have, you're an inspiration for people. You are a light for some people. Don't ever forget that my brother. Um, it's been a pleasure having you in again, uh, Jake. Um, most people know you as sunshine, Jake Innes, everybody. Uh, if anybody needs any help, I said this earlier, if anybody needs help, if anybody needs pointed in the right direction, there are so many places that you can call and get the help that they need. Um, if you want to change your life, change your life, get on the right path, Get into a mindset that will benefit you going forward. Albert will tell you this. You know, the, my, my co-host for the Hotcast One Radio podcast, Jake will tell you this right now. All of those guys that he just met at Clean and Sober in, in Colorado, they will tell you it is a hard journey, but it is a journey worth taking. Please never forget that. If you need help, contact the, the podcast, hit the Facebook page, and I'll help you any way that I can. Um, I have, we have many different resources. We can get you the help that you need. If you need an ear, hit me up. Hit Jake up. He'll listen. Um, Albert will listen. I have many, many, many people in this town will listen. Um, I know that we have other friends that are uh, in the in the softball community in you know that that we play in that I know that they're struggling as well. And there, there are addictions out there that are fucking terrible, but there are people out there who will listen, who will help you, who will guide you, point you in the right direction. Take that 
And if you want to change your life for the better, you want to be on that path, talk to somebody. And that's where it starts. Just holding yourself or getting you know, getting past that pride mark, getting past the the asking you know others for help. It's the toughest thing to do. But if you want to change your life, you don't want to end up six feet deep. You want to change your life for the good. All you got to do is ask for help. And it's tough. It's tough. But we're here for you. So thank you again, Jake, for coming in. Um, hit that like button, subscribe button, hit the follow button, download the show. I uh, can't thank you enough. We're, we're going for that 500 goal, folks. That's the goal, 500 you have not followed or liked the show yet subscribed please do please hit that subscribe button for me this has been jake innes aka sunshine my brother it's a little extra lambo 